All right, welcome in everybody to the Can We Kick It podcast. I'm your host Mike, along with Chuck here. Hey, 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 hey. How's it going, Chuck? Good, man. How are you? Good. I'm exhausted. Yeah, got my butt kicked at work this week. It so. sounded like you've had a long week at work. Yeah, had a had some wine last night to Ooh. bring it down, which I don't normally do. Oh, you had a work dinner last yeah. night. That's right. I did not go. Oh, you didn't go? To I that? changed my mind at the, oh, because no. work was so tough yesterday. I was like, I don't want to hang out with anybody anymore. <laughs> yeah, don't blame me there. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. doing good. Doing good. How about um? Yeah, not bad. You got vacation coming up? Yeah, heading to Colorado here tomorrow. Actually. Uh, when this was come out. So go in there for a few days, get out, do some hiking, get out of the heat in Houston, which it's been, um, at least with the heat index over a hundred, pretty much every day for like a month. So yeah, it's been kind of, kind of wild. So where in Colorado are you going? Going to, going to Aspen and we're staying like basalt and Aspen and, we're going to hike Mount Elbert, which is the tallest peak in Colorado. Nice. Yeah, so hopefully we survive the hike. Yeah. Aspen, I've heard the uh, women flock there like the salmon of Capistrano. <laughs> I do have my Samsonite all tagged. <laughs> Mary Swan... Swan. Samsonite. See, I was way off. Yeah. Make sure you wear extra gloves. <laughs> You're in the Rockies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that John Denver was full of shit. That's the thing of that, like, just on the back of the bike. Yeah. But, uh, I fucking love that. So, yeah. Westworld's going on. For yeah. All Mankind is going on. Yeah. We know there's some struggle bus with For All Mankind, but, you know, we're halfway through the year, and you had this great idea of, because we watch a lot of shows. Yeah. And there's a lot of shows out there that are new for this year and, and new seasons of old shows. Um, and you had this idea of ranking at least the top 10 shows of the year so far. Yeah. And so I, I know I did some, I did some basic research on mine, just looking back at what I watched and I looking at your list, you did much more extensive work than I did. I went, I took a deep dive in there. <laughs> uh, I've been thinking about it for like four or five days nice. and then I created an Excel spreadsheet and word document today <laughs> to, I had this little system I created to determine uh, my favorite shows, and we really had no criteria. No, we didn't. We didn't make any ground rules like, oh, it has to be all in 2022. Because, yeah, you may see some of my lists that actually started in 2021, but finished in 2022. Um, But the basic thing is it should have taken at least one episode in 2022. I'll tell you. And and I tried, on mine, I tried to cut off, like, I'll just give you an example. I don't have Westworld on mine just because uh, I looked, I was like, okay, the first episode was in the end of June and the other two were in July and the first one kind of sucked and the last two have been awesome. Yeah. So like, I don't have it on mine either. Okay. So, I mean, barring any, like we know it's a great show. It's a great season so far with the last couple of episodes, barring it falling off a cliff. We know it's a great show. So, and I I didn't include that in mine. either. I think, I mean that depending how it plays out, and what everything else that comes out, it may be on like my best of the year yeah. list or best of the second half. You know when we do that yeah. uh, next year. So I like it. Yeah, that just an example of things. So um, I do have a top ten, but I also do have two honorable mentions. Yeah. So let's do this. So 
We'll run backwards 10 to 1, but okay. let's start with uh Do you want to just run mentions. through your 10 and then I'll run through my no, 10? No, no, we'll do you want to we'll do... alternate, right? Okay. So All like right, yeah. you do 10 and if it's on my list I'll say it and then like so you'll talk about number 10 and then if if it's on my list then when I get to that number we'll skip it, right? And sure. we'll just talk through it. So when it's your turn just talk through that and I'll add some commentary. Um but yeah, so let's start off with a couple honorable mention because I think I'm gonna piss off some people with like <laughs> my one of my honorable mentions. So, what are what do you have for your two honorable mentions? So my two honorable mentions, I have one Pam and Tommy. Okay, yeah, I didn't watch that one. Yeah, super funny. I mean, just um, people really diving into these two characters, uh, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, just hilarious. I mean, Seth Rogen was in it. I mean, it was just a crazy show about how the sex tape broke out but i had that as an honorable mission and then the other was uh, the offer which is about oh, yeah another one i didn't watch yeah about how the godfather was made you know i'm a big godfather person and so i, I enjoyed that i'm make you know i had to watch it so that's that's my two honorable mentions not not the greatest of the yeah. year but certainly worth mentioning what about you so my two honorable mentions so these would be my number 12 and 11. So is uh, 12 I had Under the Banner of Heaven. Oh, yeah. Which it was kind of on the... Like, I had another one right past that, which I just finished watching. But stuck with Under the Banner of Heaven. And then my number 11, I had Stranger Things. Ooh. Yeah, so... Gonna get some clap back. <laughs> gonna get some clap back from, from people on that. While... <laughs> I think it was great and it was fun and I liked the change in direction and making it more of like a Friday 13th. It turned out really well and the finale was awesome. Yeah. It was a great show. This the other 10 I think offer a lot of different things. So that was kind of, you'll see in my philosophy, it's a little, it may be a little out there compared to uh, some other people's stuff. Now that we talked about our honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number 10? I have Barry. Oh, you have Barry that low? I do have Barry that low. Holy cow. Great, good season. It just hit later in the season than it normally does. But I do have it at 10. I had to put it in the top 10 for sure. I have it at 3. Ooh, that's high. I will give you that. Yeah, well, when I went through, you'll see my oddness, but... Yeah. Um, I do probably... I probably could redo my... Just looking at, like... Well, I know we'll get there because I have some that I'm like, man, I have it that low. Like you, yeah. you were the big fan of Barry. You got me watching Barry. Yeah, and it's I like just thought COVID really screwed up Barry for me. Well, and I watched it all together, so maybe yeah. that's I watched season one and two right before, but yeah. um, just the last half of the season was so amazing, and just you know, I listened to all the podcasts that he did uh, afterwards or on Sunday night after each show, and just. How like his creative process through it really, um, like was amazing to me. And just the epi- the last two episodes and the one with the maybe the last three, the one with the motorcycle chase oh, yeah. it was like something out of Grand Theft Auto. It was so it was, good. It was just chase with like sounds and no talking, no music, was, no, no music. nothing. Yeah, it was it was unreal. Yeah. But what's your number ten? My number ten is Outer Range. Did you have that in the top ten? Number seven. Oh, nice. And I was just thinking to myself, I think that's too low for me. Yeah, I think I think I put it in because it's crazy and I still don't understand. I still it. don't understand. <laughs> but it was awesome. It was such a mess and such an amazing concept that like 
I hope there's a season two. Yeah, top ten for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so at number nine, I have the Righteous Gemstones. Awesome. I have that at number nine as well. Nice. Yes. Good call. Yeah, that one's so funny. I wanted to put that a little higher. Yeah. But, you know, don't have, well, I'd say don't have too many comedies, but I don't know. Barry's more of a dramedy than yeah. a comedy. Yeah. But yeah, the Righteous Gemstones, I mean, it's just amazing cast, uh, a funny show, Dude. and I think it got. I think it got better this year than. Yeah, I mean, Baby it's Billy, been a good show. The hell out of here! That's so funny. Walton Goggins, like, Baby Billy Freeman. Dude, you can't beat that. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you have for number eight? Number eight, I have the dropout. That's what I have for number eight. Oh my <laughs> gosh, amazing! That I, was such a good show. I know the next two we're not gonna have the Probably same. Not. Um, yeah, it was. Why do you? Why do you like the dropout? I like. I I think it's interesting that. <laughs> The more crazy something happens in today, the yeah. faster it gets to become its own TV show. And this literally only happened, what, 10, yeah. 15 years ago, if and, that? If that, in relative, I mean, the trials are going on. Uh, Sonny Balwani was just convicted like, exactly. a couple, like a month ago or something. Yeah. So, yeah, it's. I think it was the best of the, like, uh, scam artist shows yeah. or... Um, like real life shows, um, like We Crashed or Super Pumped yeah, or like yeah. it, like that was a huge like that was a phase for a little bit there, yeah. and I, it was great acting, yeah, and like just hearing her talk, yeah. Theranos, yeah. like yeah. it was just really good. And Sonny Balwani and all the and just how they managed to keep the House of Cards going. Yeah, Alan Rock was even did. in it for the couple episodes. <laughs> Corner, <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, that was that was such a good one. But yeah, um, that's funny. We had eight and nine spot yeah. on. What do you got for number seven? Atlanta. Okay, yeah. So See, I, now, I did not watch Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. So this season, I think oh, most people would say it was the worst season of the three. But it was just something so different and artfully done. Half the episodes aren't even related really to the main characters in the show. Yeah. Um, like kind of standalone um, societal. They take on a lot of societal, racial issues which i think was just brilliant so i could have had this higher honestly i this was a hard one for me because um i could have had it a lot higher on my list so uh yeah great show ready for season four yeah uh what do you have for number six number six i had ozark the final season oh yeah Love Jason Bateman. I mean, they closed the season out incredibly well, but I just the the style that they brought to that TV show on Netflix was amazing, and it's one of their cornerstone like TV shows that they've had. And uh, that's what I have. What did you have for number six? Well, first of all, this is gonna in keeping with my shitting on Netflix. (laughs) I had Ozark at twenty one. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't even close. So I do there. Yeah. When I went through like the list of all the shows I watched this year and ranked them, yeah. They were on a no, like, for my top ten. I I went through the yes, like, I kind of went through my process was all the shows, and then I had, like, a yes, maybe, and no, and the yeses were automatics, and the maybes I thought through, and the nos were automatic off the list. How many Netflix shows do you have? In the top ten? Yeah. Zero. Wow. (laughs) I I have two. Well, I already, well, I, we'll have to look at that after. So, yeah. Um, but for number six, I had um, 
Oh yeah, you got big it, into the. I'm surprised that's not higher on your list. It, honestly, it was hard to keep out of the top five. <laughs> but when I went through my top five shows, I couldn't justify putting it ahead of any of them. But I wanted to put it honestly, like one or two. Yeah. But I couldn't justify it. But <laughs> anything. I mean, Taylor Sheridan. I was like, anything Taylor Sheridan is great. I've yeah. only watched one Taylor Sheridan thing. It was eighteen eighty three, and it was awesome. But nice. Go watch it now. Yeah, I need to watch that. Um, was it my turn or your turn? Well, that's mine. Uh, yeah, I had under the banner of Evan at five. Oh. So, and okay. you already mentioned that one. Yeah. So, what was your number five? Slow horses. Oh, see, yeah, I got that a little bit higher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so that was what that's, do you? What, that's my number three. Okay. So you have number yeah. three. Um. Yeah, I think it was just is Gary Oldman and Kristen Scott Thomas six episodes. And Swinging out of left field, didn't see it coming. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and at what they really do, you don't see nowadays. After season one ends, they have a freaking trailer for season two. Yeah, like already done, <laughs> just waiting to publish it. And apparently, the guy who wrote Soul Horse, they he has like there's like ten books. So really, they basically said that they're going to go. Apple TV said they're going to go as long as Gary Oldman wants to do it. So wow. I mean, we could have like 10 seasons of yes. like just different cases. Like He's already got his Oscar. He's just going to start knocking out Emmys like <laughs> just yes, farting, all day. Farting and listening to the pretenders <laughs> yeah. and smoking cigarettes. Better and, out than in, but maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> so good. What do you have for four? Uh, four I had Stranger Things season four. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, tell me why you have Stranger Things this high. Eddie Bunsen. Yeah. That's why. It was such a good, it was such a good, I, going into it, I thought it was the series finale, yeah. but just watching how the characters changed, it just, yeah. the tone of the show had become more mature yeah. with how like people breaking their arms and eyeballs <laughs> sucked out of the back yeah. of their head. Yeah. But yeah, no, I loved it. Eddie, I love the whole big hair metal. Yeah. 80s. No, it was a great thing. show. And I it love was, it. I mean, I had a number 11. I honestly could have put it in six through 10. Yeah. You know, I mean. It was better than out of range if you look at it as far as oh, yeah. all that value. It's better than the dropout as far as a show overall show. Definitely. But just like in my my um like what I like, the other stuff was better. But yeah, no, I think um that's a good call number four. I mean that it's gonna be on most people's top ten list, I think. Yeah. I had uh, Tokyo Vice at number four. See, I have Tokyo Vice number two. Well, I already know what your top three you are now. You but know. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we're going to have, well, actually, it's not going to be as succinct as our eight and nine. Yeah. But yeah, Tokyo Vice is just, it's another one of those shows that's kind of like Slow Horses. It's yeah. got a specific true story. Anyway, kind of relate. I mean, the dropout was true story. Tokyo Vice is a true story. Soul Horse is not a true story. It's just uh, books about MI5, but it's relate. It's very similar to kind of real world stuff. But yeah. uh, Tokyo Vice is great with Jake Adelstein. And, so uh, like neo noir Tokyo yeah. in yeah. the nineties. Yeah. It's just takes me back to the this Yakuza. time. Where, yeah, like I wanted to go to Tokyo yeah. after watching this yeah. show. It was fantastic. I started, like, we talked about it when we were watching. I was looking at flights. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go and we get some ramen right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, season two has been confirmed, so they're working on that. Yeah. But I do like how 
there's these TV shows based on real life yeah. and memoirs, like yeah. Winning Time and yeah. Tokyo Vice. And Winning Time and, got hit for being not entirely yeah. accurate. Tokyo Vice just got hit with not being entirely accurate. Oh, did they? And it's hey. just like, guys. Who complained about that? Um, people he worked with in uh, oh, in, in Tokyo. Yeah. I was going to say, Adelstein was like, uh, he was, yeah. he seemed cool. Well, he was the one giving direction on the story, yeah. right? It was based but, on his memoir, and like people yeah. in Japan were like, yeah, he wouldn't have gone undercover as a journalist. And it's like, I don't care. It's yeah. a great story. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't. Yeah. Don't ruin it for me. It's just, yeah. what, uh, what was uh, Jerry West is like, waiting time, like, I'm not a raging alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, I had Tokyo Vice number two. What was yeah. your number two? Well, real quick, what, yeah. number three, I had Barry, which we oh, already yeah. talked about. What did you have at number three? Uh, I had Slow Horses, number yeah. three. Okay. Yeah, okay. So my number two, I had Severance. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. You know my number one. Yeah. So let's not talk about this yet. Yep. But let's just talk. What was your number two? It was uh, Tokyo Vice. Yeah, so we talked about that. So it's number one. Um, I already know what your number one is, so I'll give you my number one, talk about it, and then you can talk about your number one. Perfect. My number one is Station Eleven, which you didn't watch. Oh, I haven't finished it yet. And Okay, so like, it started in 2021, but it finished in 2022. Yep. And it made a lot of top ten lists for 2021 for yep. people. We weren't podcasting at that time. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> but this to me is like a perfect show from... It's really, I mean, it's a post-apocalyptic, like, 1% of the population survive. It's got Himesh Patel, who is in uh, Avenue 5, who was in uh, The Beatles. Yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. Um, He's really amazing. And just just the way it's got Lori Petty from Tank Girl, who's, like, really old now. And it's just how, it's, like, people surviving... And I don't want to give too much away, but it's it's not an easy watch. It's ten episodes. It's like a slow moving. It's not like act, the first couple episodes are a little more like dealing with the fallout of the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. And then the rest is also dealing with fallout of other stuff. But it's not like going to be like Tokyo Vice or fast pace slow horses or. But it's just like. It's just beautiful. Like, I would recommend anybody watch that. It's yeah. one of my favorite shows ever. And so I had to rate number one. Like, I wanted to put Severance at number one. I was, that was the hardest. That was the hardest of the list, like, for me, <laughs> yeah. with those two, because we talked about Severance so much. And it's funny, two shows we talked about. Actually, I'm thinking, like, look, we talked about all the shows that are on. The list, right? Except yeah. for Station Eleven, because it was kind of over when we started podcasting. We didn't go very deep on Under the Banner of Heaven. We didn't go very deep. Yeah. We just talked about it a little bit overall. But a lot of the stuff on my list, like Stranger Things, um, Boba Fett, or that aren't my aren't in my top ten. Like Stranger Things, Boba Fett, um, Ozark, Winning Time, Obi Wan. Where did Boba Fett land for you? I had Boba Fett at 14, actually. That is so high. I had Obi-Wan at 23. That's fair. (laughs) Well, the only reason is because the last couple episodes of Boba Fett turned in Mandalorian Season 2.5. Totally agree. If they didn't have that, it would have been not even on my... It would have tanked. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that almost almost pushed it. Like, I was literally... Boba Fett Episode 9 and 10... Yeah, just or it was five and six, yeah, whatever or it was. Yeah. yeah, just standalone. Yeah, you could have put that in the top ten. 
Yeah. So your number one, I'm assuming. Severance. Uh, yeah. So Adam Scott, Ben Stiller, creator, director, fantastic TV show about work-life balance. Yeah. And like trying to figure out what's happening, what's going on. And I was just talking to somebody the other day about it, how like Helly R like hangs herself in the elevator and then she wakes up like as her outside self, like hanging and then, like, they have to, like, comfort her the next day when she comes back down the yeah. elevator. Just this crazy idea of a TV show about creating a, a, an alternate personality. Yeah. In order to deal with the shitty parts of life, yeah. like work and women being pregnant, because there was a character who split Yeah, in order to have kids. Yeah. And just crazy idea of a TV show. and Phenomenal acting. Uh, Christopher Walken, uh, John Turturro. Yeah. Amazing. And uh, Zach Cherry, yeah. who is, like... Kind of, it was in succession, and that's about yeah. it for like one episode. Yeah. Oh, it and, was so good. Yeah. And, and I think that's why, like, Station Eleven and Severance were the top two for me. Yeah. They were both, they're both shows, and they're both, well, Station Eleven was like a one season, 10 episode thing. Yeah. But they're both shows that explored things that are in, that while are wild, are in the realm of happening, yeah. I think, yeah. in these days, especially. And, it's really about how people are dealing with the fallout of something, yeah. right? I mean, everything that they do and the innies are and severance are dealing with the fallout of the decisions that their Audis made, you know, and they're, they're not, they, they're just not considered real people, but to no. them, they're, I mean, it's just, I just think it's like, you, we're talking about people splitting personalities in order to work. Yeah. We're dude, not even what 80 years ago, people were working in factories and knocking off when it got dark and just losing fingers and hot dog factories. Yeah. This was like a hundred years ago. And then we have TV shows talking about splitting personalities because work sucks so bad. Yeah. That's well, insane. Yeah. yeah we we don't like our office job because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to deal with Susan. I'm going to split my personality. Yeah. That's like, nuts. I don't want to, I, I want to go home and I want to, and that's the thing I think the culture nowadays is, especially working from home and all this, like after COVID and even just the expectation of companies where you're working all the time. Yeah. And it's different than, you know, I always joke with Blanco, like, I just want to retire and drive a forklift. Yeah. And because I can, you know, get a thing, go pick it, load a truck. And then when I get home that night, I'm good. Yeah. Like, Next morning I come in, here's a list of what I need to do. Yeah. Done. You know, knock off. And, and that's I, when the one summer before college, I worked at a refinery. And while it was like the world's hardest job, and it was like 12, 13-hour days, when I left there, I mean, I was shoveling sand and throwing concrete into this mixer. That's what I did for like 12 hours. When I left. I didn't think about that work. was it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh my God, tomorrow I got this meeting with this like company <laughs> yeah. or I've got to have a meeting with Susan about, uh, got to have 10 spreadsheets the, ready for this yeah. big meeting. Yeah. Yeah. It's got TPS reports. I got to file. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it's funny. Like, I think that is my like retirement goal is to become like a hotshot driver. Yeah. I'm just going to go deliver yeah. this thing. And then uh, when I'm done with that, I'm done for the day. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Well, that's the goal. So that was our top ten. We'll publish. I'm gonna. I'm gonna post a screenshot of my spreadsheet, Love and um, and then I'll get your thing, and we'll post it on our Instagram page um, after we release the episode tomorrow. So 
Um, but yeah, we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back and talk about Westworld. And we're back. Hey, 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 hey. welcome back. So, just had some good pie. What's the name of the pizza place? Let's throw them a nice shout out. Zalat Pizza. Really good Nashville and, hot pizza. Yeah, Nashville hot chicken pizza. Uh, their motto is "We are pizza zealots." That's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting box, but it's, uh, in the Heights, and I think there's some locations. But yeah, pretty good. It was amazing good stuff. Yeah, yeah, like whole pickle chips on it. Yeah, like it was so good. Nice level of heat. Yeah. Good, good choice for the break food. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. So thanks, Chuck. If we fall asleep during the next uh, segment, <laughs> yeah. it's because we're full on pizza. Just so much pie. <laughs> yeah. So now we're gonna talk about Westworld, uh, season four, episode three. Uh, you want to give a recap of kind of what happened, or start us off on where we're at? Yeah. So you know, this episode was titled "Annie's Follet" or "Follis," which is crazy years in French. Um, that really was the name for like the Roaring Twenties or the Jazz Age in the U.S. Oh. Um, but I think this episode starts right with Arnold in Arnold Bernardold. Yeah, Bernardold. Yes, yeah, thank you. Bernard. Yeah. yeah, he's he's in the Sublime, right? Yeah, and we see him, and he meets. Uh, how do you say that guy's name? Akechita. Akechita, and that's a guy that we like. Yes, Zane McLaren. Yeah. McLaren, and. He, so they're like talking about where he's at and, and, and they're in the sublime and how every year in our time is like a millennia yeah. in the sublime. And so he basically advises Bernard to look at all the variations of how the world, I guess, could end yeah. and see if he can find a way to save it if he wants to. Yeah, and Bernard basically says he wants to save it, and and Akechita says like ninety nine point nine percent of us don't have this flaw, or he says something to that effect, yep. right? So most of the hosts um, wouldn't make the choice that Bernard is making because basically he's saying in every in every scenario where you choose to try to save humanity, you die. Yeah. And, you know, Bernard basically has all these millennia to go when he's in Sublime to study all the scenarios and simulations that they've done. And he thinks he knows the best scenario that gives him the best chance of surviving. Yeah. And, of course, Akeshita is like, yeah, but if you leave the Sublime. So he's given the option to stay and he's choosing to go back into the real world. And that's that was the end of season. Th- then he wakes up. Yeah, and well, one other thing, an interesting yeah. thing, when you know Bernard's in the Sublime and he wakes up in the Sublime, you know, it walks us through. I mean, obviously, it, it very shortly walks us in to meet Ketchada, uh, but his fake son Charlie, yeah, Arnold's real son, I guess, wakes him up, and then he's walking through different things, and you know. For, like, there's a white horse that he's following, right? Yeah. And I, I don't know the symbolism of that. I was going to look. There's a lot of biblical symbolisms related mm-hmm. to the seasons. And, <clears throat> you know, is Bernard Moses leading, you know, everybody out of the desert. Right. And, uh, so there's a lot of biblical relations to some of this. 
And then also the dire wolf from Game of Thrones is walking through <laughs> yeah. through uh, Old Westworld, and right. um, so there's some animal. So I, I I don't think it's the dire wolf from Game of Thrones, but I just I mean they did have the Game of Thrones uh, dragons in one of the yeah it was season two when or season one that Benioff and Weiss were like designing like the actual producers or directors of. Game of Thrones were actors playing like, you know, the repairmen, like dealing with the dragon. So, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I was like, oh, there's a dire wolf. <laughs> I so, think I saw that <laughs> when he walked out in the street and the, yeah. you see the wolf and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, is this anything with the bicameral mind coming back up? Is it like Ford still in his mind? Right. And, I mean, is Ford the white, the memory of Ford, but it was supposed to be erased. And I don't know. It just made me think of some things, but no, yeah. Yeah. And we, we actually see the tower, Mm -hmm. which will come into play in this episode. And it came in with Christina, Christina Dolores meets the homeless guy and others where they talk about the tower. And, um, so we actually see an image of the tower in this and we will talk more about that later, but it was interesting too when he's in Sublime. Akechet is saying like everybody has the option to create the world of their choosing. So yeah. do you in the like, Sublime? Yeah, in the Sublime. And so like, do you think Akechet is just chilling in his own world with no one there, or like how does it work with? Does it create his own world and everybody's consciousness goes into that world to create the characters? You know, <laughs> there's infinite possibilities. Yeah, I guess with, when you're dealing with with data in a data storage place yeah. of hosts, it creates multiple scenarios yeah. and stuff. But it was just interesting because I figured like it'd be everybody there in one place, right? Yeah, because yeah, he was like, "Where is everybody?" And he was like, "Yeah, they're off living the lives that they choose." It's yeah. just like so. A catch it is just like, yeah, he's like, "I'm going off the range and yeah. I'm gonna be wearing a suit yeah. and be in a nice building, it's just hosting <laughs> Bernard Arnold." Yeah, in in the Sublime for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that uh, was. Love that whole concept of the sublime and yeah. and how they deal with that. But it's basically one giant data farm. And yeah. so he can use it, right, yeah. as a smart computer to determine how possible possibly to save the world. Yeah, it's and almost like another Rehoboam, Rehoboam yeah. where it's just an AI predicting the future based off all the data that has, because it has human data from the park. And, it's essentially the same thing, yeah. yeah. Rehoboam is just, it's just... In a ball form? The same data, <laughs> yeah, the same data can be used for any of those options, right? Yeah. The people in the Sublime use it to live however they choose, but if you were to give the same data, you could make choose well, that same data to cr- ch- control the world. Yeah, and that's yeah. what the, I think that's what, I mean, the host and people that are supporting the host were using it to free mm-hmm. them or to... Uh, have those people be ha- have the host be happy and whatever they want to do and in real life they were taking the data and yeah and using it for different reasons yeah. but yeah so now we Bernard wakes up from the sublime and we see our boy Stubbs he's finally back he's still he's alive <laughs> yeah I did what you told me I I <laughs> yeah I didn't let anything happen to you or whatever he says yeah, yeah. like you couldn't have cleaned the room or anything <laughs> yeah. you know so. Just covered in dust, everything. Yeah. He, like, hugs him, and he's got, like, like dust all over. Yeah, like, and Bernard, stubs. like, has atrophied. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he has a hard time standing up. Yeah. Do you think Stubbs, like, stuck a feeding tube in him? Or, like, I don't think the hosts have to eat, right? I don't think they do, no. It, yeah, it's or breathe. Unless they or, choose to. Well, because we see Stubbs eating here in a second. Yeah, but. and Bernard just, 
has a cup of coffee. But he doesn't eat for many, many years. Many. So we don't, it doesn't tell you, you know, he comes out of Sublime, him and Stubbs are having a great conversation. Bernard now knows everything in the future, so he's on kind of, he knows what to expect. He's already saying, oh, he's already reading what Stubbs is going to say and going, okay, and the other scenario, you said there's going to be a, po- uh, you didn't bring me back a postcard or, I kind of love their buddy comedy. They're oh, doing, yeah. There, that's that's one of my. After this episode, this is, I mean, this is going to be a fun story. Well, not always fun, but their banter is fun. Oh yeah, they have um, a really good rapport. Yeah, yeah, and I think <laughs> I look forward to them stopping crime in, in Lethal Weapon Six. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Stubbs and Bernard. Yeah, Stubbs yeah. and Bernard. Uh, Bernard's like the I'm new getting Danny too old for this shit. Gibson. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's a, it's kind of going on a crime fighting journey right now. A little bit. Um, but yeah, they go, they get, you know, he's, Bernard's telling Stubbs to go get a shovel and you see outside the bill, the motel, there's a tree growing through the lobby. It does not say how far into the future we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a spoiler that we're going to say at the very end that HBO accidentally tweeted out, then retracted their tweet. Yep. If you want, you know, we'll bring it up at the very end and we'll give a spoiler alert there so you don't have to listen if you don't want before we end the show. But um, we don't know. It doesn't say how far in the future, but we're assuming it's a long time because yeah. a whole freaking tree has grown through the hotel. He's dusty as hell. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Stubbs apparently never came in to clean the room. Yeah. Or, but he hang like a sock on the door or a do not disturb <laughs> sign. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, um, but yeah, they go to a diner. They're having a conversation. Bernard's like predicting everything that's going to happen. Yeah. I think when he first woke up and Stubbs was like, should you bring me a, should you bring me a snow globe? And he's like, Oh good. That eliminated half of the half yeah, of the possibilities. Half, yeah, and it's just like, oh, okay, like he is mathematically figuring out what time timeline he's on, basically, and all the variations he's looked at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go and as I mentioned, they travel. Stubbs, like Mave, is traveling in a uh, old school car. They go to this diner. Apparently, diners are open, and. They're having, you know, funny conversation at the table. Bernard's predicting everything that's going to happen. And Bernard excuses himself from the table. He sees, like, two guys at the bar, and he's like... Oh, yeah, at the bar first, yeah. I'll be right back. Yeah. (laughs) Follows them outside. uh, Proceeds to whip their ass which i love because Stubbs is sitting there eating his yeah. tuna milk that he settled for yeah and he like is messing with the little jukebox and he like turns on blondie call me and he's just like oh yeah, yeah. and you just yeah. see like arnold just whipping ass out of the park yeah to blondie playing like call me <laughs> yeah. and the music in this episode was was pretty amazing so good so i there's a lot we'll talk about that more um i think we both have that note well it plays into Another thing we talked about in yeah. the last couple of weeks. Yeah. But, yeah, they, uh, Bernard puts the dead bodies in the truck, the trunk, and they're in the parking lot, and it's like, Stubbs, we're leaving the car. And, of course, Stubbs like, 
what are we going to loiter in the parking lot all day? <laughs> yeah. Like, he's become comic relief. Like, everything he says yeah. is, like, a comedy. And I think it's, I think, for me, it's almost like Bernard is not feeding him information so he doesn't screw anything up. Probably, yeah. And I'm just thinking through, like, Stubbs has screwed up everything, like, as yeah. a security guard <laughs> yeah. through the years. So I get a feeling he's not telling Stubbs anything because he's going to wind up using Stubbs, like, A, as a human shield, be the thing they're looking for in the desert. He's going to have to take out Stubbs' little robot brain and put in whatever else, whatever it is that he yeah. finds, and it's going to be Stubbs and, like, <laughs> it's going to be, like, Dolores Stubbs. Stubbs Dolores. Stubbs is the key to, to Westworld. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. And they're, like, loitering in the parking lot, and then all he's like, all right, I'll be here any minute. And all of a sudden, like, this, like, ATV, like, personnel carrier car, like, rolls up. That's a pretty rad car. It was pretty tight. I en- I enjoyed that. Yeah, and <clears throat> oh yeah, he like drew like something on that coaster while they were sitting at the table in the diner, and then turns out he like was using it as like a way to get the like he like showed the girl she they were like a part of the cause. It was uh, it was, it the was maze. a maze. Yeah, yeah. And so um, they get in and. She like doesn't trust him and like turns guns on him. And yeah. I like I like Bernard. He's like, well, you only have one gun or something like that. And he's, yeah, done- he's like, uh, yeah, you're about to. Or he's about to take here. <laughs> he took your gun, yeah. or you have one gun, and then all Stubbs takes it and puts yeah. it back. It was so good. But yeah, they want to go to the condemned lands. Yeah, and with this mysterious unnamed female. Female. And actually, I think they give her, in the cast of this episode, they give her the name C. Interesting. Still no first name. We got some theories on... Just like Stranger Things Season 4, how Henry won Vecna, his name before it was Vecna in the credits, was Friendly Orderly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it still is like Vecna slash Friendly Orderly in the credits. So there's layered with... Mystery, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll talk more. I think about that here uh, shortly. So, um, yeah. They so they like drive out right to this location. Yeah, and like Bernard wants to help them. Do you want to talk about? Let's talk about the whole Condemned Lands timeline here, then, because it goes back and forth between the Condemned Lands. And the other storylines in the episode, so it, it's not linear. But yeah, you know, in in this this story, the Bernard and Stubbs uh, comedy hour, they they go with this mysterious um, person C, mm-hmm. and they go to the Contend Lands, and they they stop um, at this one point and get out, and they're like, "Why do we stop?" and Stubbs is about to walk into something and she throws dust and there's lasers in yeah. there. And he's actually later tells Bernard, like, what do you tell him? You know everything. Why don't you tell me there was lasers there? He's like, she was, I knew she was going to say it, yeah, right? I knew she'd bring and, it up. <laughs> but they have to pull like these glass reflectors or those blockers, sorry, out of the, the thing. So it blocks the lasers so the truck can get through. Yeah. My question is, is what if, how does she get back through if somebody, if the two people that she was supposed to meet never showed up. Yeah. Like, 
Does she have some device? She got a clicker? Like, yeah. <laughs> gate clicker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a two-person job, so, like, I don't know. That's a good point. She has to radio someone to come meet her? Yeah. Um, but then they got to walk across the lasers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's just always two people have to leave at the same time and come back at the same time. Yeah, you would think, though, that she would take someone with her for that uh, thing. would have thought, yeah. It's a good point. Yeah, so we, I mean, we, that's kind of, we see them pull up and... Uh, Danny Wu, the actor, and another person come out and, um, you know, kind of confront them. Is that where we ended with this? I don't remember anything mm-hmm. else after that. Yeah, so. they get out and then they, like, draw guns on Bernard yeah. and Stubbs and he's like, yeah, oh, I'm here to help. There's something Yeah, out. there's something buried in the desert and I'm going to help you guys find it. With right? my... With my three-foot shovel. Yeah, I've got a shovel. <laughs> yeah. We're going to dig it up. Yeah. So, apparently, this condemned, in the condemned lands, the resistance group, or the cause. Yeah. Led by a mysterious C. Mm-hmm. They're going to, well, we're assuming she's leading, but uh, she just may be the gopher to go get people to bring back. <laughs> um, they're looking for something in the desert. Bernard knows, and Bernard said, I know. I can help you find it. What do you think is buried that they're, everybody's looking for? I think, honestly, it's either... It's going to be, like, one of two things. It's going to be, one, like, somebody's, like, ball brain. Like, robot yeah. ball brain. Or, B, it's going to be to access the old West world. Yeah, I think there's been theories, like, yeah, is it Dolores or Maeve? Either their body or mm-hmm. ball... Uh, ball brain or is it a buried park and mike and i were talking beforehand is it we're in the future at some point where we don't know is it like the william fidelity test host underground that we see at the post-credit scenes of the finale of season two yeah that was kind of an interest intriguing thing that I thought uh, I was thinking it could be how far they're in the future, but which is great because you brought that up. I had not seen that post credits. Yeah, we watched it like at a break. At our break, <laughs> it was a mind blower. Yeah, it totally changed the landscape of the show. Knowing that was out there. Yeah, and, and then in the scene, William's daughter is doing the fidelity test, and we know that like he killed her. Yeah, and so is this like? Did, is it a host her or did he? You know, they recreated a host her who's running this fidelity test on a future William. Is it is it a black goo host William? Right. Or well, the created the copycat host, or is it the human one that's still alive that uh, Holoris has mm-hmm. in that little um, skeletal constructor yeah, set thing? Yeah. Which and, he, which in the post credit, he was shot up, but not lethally. Just yeah, based on where he was shot, so it's possible he could have made it. So we don't know if this was like way out in the yeah. future or what. But it definitely, he says like I'm in my park, well, we and know, it was like dirty and old as shit. We know human William is alive mm-hmm. because Hale Holoris has him. I think it was episode two. Mm-hmm. Or one has him in that little circular thing with like some black suit on and just his head. Yeah, and that's human, or what we think is human William. Yep. 
and he has all there's all these host Williams. Yeah. You know, apparently after this episode, there's probably fifty host Williams. Apparently, all exceptionally golf. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they have different golf ratings. Maybe, yeah. We only saw one of them play golf. Yeah, that's the ultimate LIV golf tournament. I don't know what that's actually <laughs> called, but I'm going to call it the live tournament. Yeah, the live. Yeah, yeah. he plays live golf. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see with this timeline what is in the condemned lands. And what they're digging for it could be multiple things. So yeah. Um, then we've got. So let's do Frankie and Kale's wife timeline. Yep. Because I'm gonna try to connect them, connect something together here. I have a theory on something. It's not a far reach, but um, anyway, Frankie trying to reach Kayla, her daddy on. Um, on some kind of radio Old frequency. CB radio of some kind, yeah. And Mama and Carver, uh, one of his military buddies, come out and try to get her away because they're going to go to a safe house. Yeah. And... Taking a long time to get to a safe house. Yeah, they've just been chilling there, like, for a good... Well, at least a few days. I don't know. Like, yeah. with military... With this old military buddy protection. Yeah. Um... And then even still, they're like, no people are after him. And the mom's like, hey, you're cool to just go up on this hill and flag down this radio, right? Yeah. Even, though, even though someone was in the alley, old milk boy was in the alley trying to trying to shank you, yeah. you know. So, but they go, Carver, you know, she's like, help me carry, help me carry some of the stuff inside. There's like a wagon, a bear, and the radio. Like, bear, bear. Like, couldn't she just like. All right, throw that shit in the car. Let's go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. put that in the wagon. We'll wheel it down the hill. Yeah. It's like, Carver, help me. And she doesn't want to get Bear Bear, you know, because she's got to teach Bear Bear how to fight. And Carver's like, in a, you know, very jolly and be like, oh, I'll teach her some moves. And so she lets him take Bear Bear. And, you know, they go through this whole thing. Oh, your daddy's going to come back. And which. Usually means that he's not coming back. Oh, yeah, he's not coming back. It'd be interesting to see what happens to Caleb. But um, anyway, we see them later on. You know, we're, they kind of cut back and forth in, mm-hmm. in this episode. But it's now, like, nighttime, and they're packing up the car. Long time to pack to go to a safe house. Yeah, and it doesn't even look like there's been very much packed in the... They're only taking an SUV. Yeah. I'm like, like What's the rider truck already came? Yeah, maybe. Or yeah. three men movers. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Two guys in a truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. She. Yeah, they're like packing up and he's like going to throw the bear in the truck or like a box and the bear's in it or something. And she's like, oh, not bear, bear. And she's oh, very yeah. perceptive as being Caleb's daughter and yeah. very skeptical of everything. And she sees drops of blood, and there's uh, yeah. blood on Bear Bear's chest. And she's like, did you teach Bear Bear the karate tricks? And yeah. the guy's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> no. Go get ready. And I was just like, Jesus. Somebody yeah. somebody had some nails for yeah, an afternoon it, As snack. soon as he did it, I'm like, host. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> or like, he, he got... He got flied. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this dude is dead. Yeah. And then she finds the, like, body. You know, <laughs> they're just, like, fly, or, uh, copycat host that comes and kills him. They're like, let's just throw him in a clear sack 
and put them in a thing that someone could right open right outside just the house. rifle right through it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, see that car down the street with it with it. You know, it's unlocked because I'm a robot and I can tell it's unlocked. I'm gonna throw the body in the trunk. Of yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm gonna go throw it. the trash can out back. Yeah. <laughs> so she knows some. The daughter knows some. The tells the mom that there's something wrong with Clee. What is his name? Um, Carver and doesn't want to go and. She believes the one thing is like the mom believes her mm-hmm. and tells the daughter to go hide and very logical, very you don't see in the movie because the daughter wants to protect. Yeah. So they go hide. Anyway, Carver comes in. She's got like blood on her hand. Yeah. 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 She's a Carver comes in and finds her in the closet and then the mom shoots him right there. And that's that's and then they run they're basically now on the run. Um, yeah, they just run off into the, into yeah, the street. They just run off the street. Now, yeah. is this the last we see of them in this timeline? Theoretically, possibly not. I think it's the end of it in the timeline here. But Yeah, I don't think you what, see her. I think as, you'll see, as a, you cut back and forth in this episode, because then after this it cuts to, I think, the end of them coming in, the end of the... Um, the um, condemned lands part. Mm -hmm. And I think, or it's either that or when we first meet C, uh, the theory out there is that C, who Bernard and Stubbs meet in the future, is is Caleb's daughter, Frankie. Yeah. And I think that makes sense from a timeline perspective that we know Bernard and them are in the future. It's not confirmed, but the way they're selling it in this, uh, I think that could be one of the Easter eggs or one of the reveals of the show. I would bet that she never sees Caleb again. I think she doesn't see Caleb again between the time we see her as a seven-year-old yeah. Yeah. and until we see her as C of the 30-year-old. Yeah. You know, do they see some kind of Caleb in this timeline or... Is that what they're looking for him and Maeve? The other thing is, could they be buried in temper like could Temperance World? Because we know that's in the US. Yeah, that's true. And that could the future part be where old what oh shit. Old just, West World. Old West World. Well, oh, and they use the same set in real life. Yeah. Like yeah, but yeah. in the show, West World is on that island, right? Like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But the U.S. park is Temperance World. So yeah. could it be... Yeah, because when he fired up Temperance, he was like going back to my roots and starting over again in, in the U.S. Yeah. So like and Temperance is, could be out of the desert. I think that's I think Temperance is in the desert, and maybe Temperance is what's buried. And maybe Caleb and Maeve are buried under there in Temperance. I wonder if it could be like the fly goo. They're after like the manufacturing and the weapon is like the manufacturing something. plant that's yeah. under there. Yeah. <laughs> they like, there's a way to like neutralize all that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So let's, I mean, let's talk now about the other storyline in this episode with May, uh, Maeve and Caleb. Um, you know, at the end of the last episode, we saw them arrive, the train arriving at Temperance World, yep. which is 19, the Roaring Twenties World. Yep. It's and always nighttime. <laughs> It's always nice. Yeah. But it's very on point, on cue with how in every episode it or every season, any park is basically just a knockoff park of yeah. Westworld. Yeah. 
And like, I'm just like, you know, they get off the park. Um, the one difference that there is, there's a lot of flies. Um, one thing I noticed by watching, watching this, and I guess because flies have been a big theme of this uh, season so far, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is you hear some flies buzzing around. You see, um, you know, they walk through and kind of, there's some very, there's some points where you see and you hear some flies and see some flies. A lady's getting a picture and slapping a fly off of her. And we have like, we just kind of walk through basically it's sweet water. You know, they get off the, it's like William and Logan getting off at sweet water and they, you know, a guy, a host bumps into them. Yeah. And then, it's like ignore yeah. him, and Dave is like ignore it. It's yeah. just a prompt. Yeah. yeah, and Logan says, "I think the same thing when that happens right. to William." Yeah, and then they walk down the street, and then they see, um, you know, there comes a can. Or, I mean, they see bomb, and they see other people, and then the can comes rolling out. Yeah, and it's like imitation Dolores, totally. And I'm like, whoa! But it's supposed to be Dolores. It's a, yeah, it's a Dolores. It's knockoff Dolores. Yeah. She was super young compared scripting. to Evan, Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then they go into the, into the, it's called the Butterfly now. Yeah, the Butterfly Club. Where the Mariposa, you know what Mariposa is? It means butterfly. Oh, I didn't know. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. But apparently the Japanese um, version of Westworld, it's just called the Tea House. The, Interesting. The, the, the the place they go in instead huh. of the bar. So I would, I don't know. I guess you couldn't put like just Japanese symbols on there on the outside. I don't know. That's, yeah. I haven't done the research, but that's what I hmm. was reading about. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. Um, and then there's a song playing the piano initially. And I heard somewhere that it was a Billy Eilish song. Huh. I didn't know that. Cause I don't know a lot of her music. No. And then, you know, we see the new madam that looks like Maeve. Just knock off Maeve. Knock off Maeve. And then uh, we see knock off Clementine. And which is weird. She prompt she um, propositions Caleb in front of Maeve. And, you know, they're supposed to be like a married couple on yeah. uh, thing. So um, and then, you know, you see where you're going. This, this is going to be the Hector and Armistice robbing the safe story. And. All of a sudden, freaking Enter Sandman starts playing on the piano. Yes. I lost my shit. I did too. Yeah. And especially since Metallica was just on Stranger Things. And it was the top three was of my top three Metallica songs was Enter Sandman. Yep. Master of Puppets and One. So two of my three favorite Metallica songs have been in shows recently. Yep. But it was such a cool version of it, like the piano and like jazzy twenties version of that song. It was but, Billie Eilish's "Bad Guy." Bad guy. That was her song that was on the piano. Yeah. So, yeah, they're sitting at the Butterfly Club, right, and the piano's playing, and then they're looking around and like, like Mavis, like we're just waiting for history to repeat itself. Yeah. And they're like, we need to make it underground. And she and Caleb was like, how do we get down there? Mavis like. <laughs> We die. Yeah, he's like, "Is there another way?" Like, <laughs> yeah. I lo- I love how Maeve is like just shitting on all the actors. Like, other <laughs> yeah. was like, "I did it better." 
Yeah. Oh, this is, oh, this, you know. Yeah. And yeah, and then like Metallica starts playing and like the gangsters roll up and clear cut copies of, you know, the With, bandit and Sweetwater. The bandit, and, the gangster's name is Hecka, I think, instead of oh Hector. Oh my gosh, instead yeah. of Hector. Yeah. yeah. It's Jesus. So, it's. They, I think stuff really dropped off since Lee Sizemore stopped writing for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I loved how this was just <sighs> making so much fun of Westworld and how like yeah. cheap it really could be. You, yeah. you loved how much season one was, and then you see it in any other setting, and you're like, well, this is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, like, Hecka or Hector is like, at the bar, and she's like, Oh, I knew that guy. Kayla was like, you know that guy? She's like, him? No, no, yeah. no. Just reminds me of somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like talking to the madam and <laughs> Babe is just like, all right, yeah. I'm tired of this. And like kills him. Yeah. <laughs> and then kills her. And then kills everybody. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, follow me. We're going to get on the... I have a, a, a slight issue with something here, but but I the, liked how like Hecka's like yeah. girlfriend who was like shooting it out with him had the same scar on her face. Well, as Hector's girlfriend did in Westworld, this a tattoo. Yeah, it's a uh, tattoo. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, snake yeah. tattoo or whatever. Did you did you watch um, making the episode? Afterwards? I did not. No. So they basically did an Art Deco version version of the snake tattoo i do like I, i'm a big art i deco couldn't person. see it on my tv did you see it well it just looked like a blob yeah i couldn't was, i didn't see any detail in it yeah. yeah and i was watching it on the big tv yeah yeah it maybe we never got close enough like an armistice you'd see a lot of close-ups of her yeah. and they had like the where she's like naked uh, by the river and you see the whole tattoo right, back right. and everything so yeah i guess we didn't maybe we'll see more of that with um you know, as we go through Temperance World, depends yeah. on how much we get in the Temperance World. Yeah. But, yeah, so they, you know, throw themselves back on the end of the, the cadaver wagon or whatever. And they take, like, the easy way to get there. You know, Maeve had to take, like, a whole season to get down to the... Keep killing herself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she'd die, like, all the time and to get down to the... Um, Mesa or whatever where they repair the bodies. Yeah. And yeah, she was like, oh, this ought to be sufficient bait for the Undertaker. And then, like, they show up in, like, a flatbed truck. Well, yeah. They, no, but they, they get in the very end of the flatbed truck, right? Yeah. So you see, like, they get thrown down the death chute, right? Yeah. So, but they come, they land on a bunch of dead guys before, like, the logistics of taking that off the truck, did they like, just set them to a side and throw the other dead bodies first? Like, or did there was already dead bodies down there and they were the first two that were thrown and then the guys took a break upstairs while... Caleb I think they were the first two from them. that truck being thrown, yeah. but considering it's a park, there's probably a lot of... De- there's probably a lot of cleanup going on. And that gives me the other question. How, like... I guess in this future Westworld and they're just making copy after copy, yeah. like... They could just get people back out there, but yeah, like if someone comes in and offs like every host in that, <laughs> yeah. like what do the what do the people do the rest of the night? Yeah, you know, no, we got to bring in some real and, whores. Yeah. <laughs> then the whores come in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's great, Tommy, Tommy boy, boy people, Tommy boy, Tommy boy, yeah. shaking their little behinds. <laughs> that's where the whores come in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, they make it underground. I love how they just like toss him in, 
And yeah. Caleb just, the babe was like, like lands and she's like, anyways. And Caleb was like, oh my God, that hurt. Like, and, yeah. you could tell he's like hurting for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Thank he's, God they weren't the first ones thrown down there. He just landed on concrete. Yeah. Just imagine, <laughs> yeah, if there was like not a pile of bodies down there. Already. Yeah. Watch somebody like <laughs> in the park dies of a heart attack and they're just like, oh man, this host died. And they yeah. like are just throwing a dead body down the chute. A real dead body. Yeah. Yeah. But. But they're, yeah. And they're, then they're like, they're walking around, you know, and it's kind of just like the show level floor really there's <clears throat> that's not what they're looking for but one thing that happens is apparently now there's a new level of the game because there's the westworld massacre <laughs> yeah well they're like getting off the train they're like they walk past a lady and she's like i heard that there's another game within the game yeah like the easter egg yeah the easter and- egg yeah it was just like wait what and then you see like they're down there and like they're like what are you doing down here and they're like, oh, we got lost. And the next thing you see, like, this mob coming. Yeah. And you're like, oh, host revolt. And then they're like, no, this this is the Westworld massacre. Yeah, and it's uh, all the humans. It's the humans of the park. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, it, yeah, they start shooting. And, um, and then we also see freaking Dolores come in, knock off Dolores down yeah. there, too. Yeah. You know, and then Caleb basically grabs a gun and shoots her way. Well, Maeve, then Maeve, uh, Jedi mind tricks, the uh, elevator door to open. Yep. And then they go down to... The next level. Yeah, Maeve was like, there's, there's got to be another level. Yeah. yeah. Well, she says, and she says, it's just another level of the game, which could be a construct of the entire series overall. Yeah. Like, what if at the end it's like, it just is like, it cuts to like, Jonathan Nolan playing like a video game on his TV. Like, <laughs> yeah. sweet, I just completed the game. And you yeah. just see like William like at the standing in front of the screen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's just levels to this shit, man. Right. It's all levels. It's just, game. it's uh, Michael Douglas's The Game Movie where at the end of it, he's just living a game. He thinks yeah. it's all real. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. Caleb wakes up and they're like, Happy birthday. It's like his 50th birthday. And it's like been one elaborate game. He's just like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah. yeah. It's a sim VR like simulation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they make it down to the second level. Right. And that's when like we see the real. Yeah. Tell me about this level. This real like park operation underway. And there's like the white humanoids, no, synthetic the, humanoids. Yeah. The, the true like. Synthetic host, right? Yeah. The white carbon plastic whatever looking things, right? Yeah, so. which were you saw running like operations in the original Westworld, like off the grid, and that's how Ford had it set up. And so these guys are running operations down here and Unless like, that was Bernard's flashing to the future in that because ooh. remember there's it was season two, I think, and they were cutting across one or two and like it was when you I think it was season two. And yeah, because he was down in the the forge and he didn't know when he was. Like yeah. that could be it could be the current one of the current oh, times. So that I mean could be it's great. Yeah, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um so Yeah, they see him down there and they're like testing parasites of some kind yeah. under microscopes and um then they see like they're messing with this goo 
and then Caleb was like, oh, does that look familiar? And it's like, I guess the same goo that was in the dead senator's wife's, Angela's brain. <laughs> I'm going to call her Angela because that was the senator's wife in the office. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they, like, hear, like, the Maeve is hearing, like, the beeping and humming or whatever. Yeah. It's, like, deep subwoofer levels. Yeah. And Caleb's like, I don't hear anything. And do they see it? Bef- no, they see the flies. Like, they're harvesting, like, flies yeah, and maggots. We, we kind of get the... We kind of get a tutorial of the flies, right? Yeah. So, is is it, like, the little parasite or worms or larvae that are moving around? Is that what turns... Is it, like, a butterfly where it's, cat, you know, a uh, butterfly goes into chrysalis and turns into a caterpillar? Like, do these little maggot-looking things then turn into a fly? I think so, yeah. It, it seems like that's, like, the kind of timeline, the yeah. layout, the path of this. It's this, and then it turns into flies, and then you see, like, these tubing and yeah. case glass cases for the flies and Caleb walks by and they're all just rushed to the yeah. glass and Maeve's like oh they really are interested in you yeah foreshadowing big time <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's when like they keep like investigating and they come to a locked door and that's like where all the yeah. pipes are headed with the flies and they open it and it's like a conical version of Rehoboam almost like yeah. That was what my first thing came to mind. And they walk in, and it's, like, beeping and humming, and Caleb can't hear it, and they see all the TVs on. And there's, like, people in cells playing with blocks. Yeah, with a gun, unloaded gun on the table. Yeah, just a magazine, one round, and the the handgun, and then, like, a tub of blocks. Yeah. And they're, like, doing the blocks, and then I guess they, like, stop, and, like, the machine, like, makes the sound or whatever, and then, like, they start loading the gun. Yeah, and the first one we see is um, is the DOJ guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from last episode. That's that, right, that, yeah. Um, that Clementine restrains on behalf of Holoris. Yep. Or Holoris and William. So I don't know. Do you think that's the human guy in there killing himself? Because we don't see any black goo, so it's not somebody infected with flies. Is it? I don't think it would be a, at least him would be would have been a host but you know what? It doesn't have the black goo, but maybe it just got infected with flies and they're controlling. I think so. Um, because, but no, but it's interesting because we, we just saw it look like blood, right? Where when Angela, the senator's wife. Awesome. You know, they kill her. It's like black goo oozing out of her head, right? But she was that way for a while. We don't know yeah, how, we don't long. Know how long. Like, right. So maybe OG- these guys were just recently infected. But we don't know how long it well, takes. What I think we know, though, is that only hosts can hear the music. Unless you're infected. Maybe. Well, and that's maybe the infected, but it was just interesting there was no black goo. Because my assumption would be he was infected with the the flies or whatever, and the sound is making him maybe do the command. Maybe they perfected it? Well, and I think it's all like they're doing this testing, right, yeah. of the people in there. Because, yeah, I think they are humans that have been infected by the fly because yeah. when they do load the gun, you can see, like, because they, like, show the close-up, they're all, like, shaking and hesitant yeah. about it. And you're like, oh, shit, they're, like, somewhat, well, you like, see, conscious. Well, you can see, like, there's some monitors, right? And, yeah. like, the heart rate and everything yeah. is going up. Yeah. So I would think as a host, unless it's mimicking, but... I mean, we obviously know he was going to be replaced anyways. So it, it may be just a way of like, 
All right, we're going to test him, and then we're going to have him see if he kills himself. And we've got the the host version lined up already to take his place. Or maybe the host. The host has probably already taken his place, the DOJ guy. Yeah. But then he kills himself, and we see multiple people killing themselves. And then then they scroll down the, on, I guess, the, the screen pans or whatever. Yeah, they just see, look to the left. We yeah. see freaking Frankie in there. Yeah, Caleb's daughter. Yeah. And she's playing with some blocks. Yeah. And there's a gun on the table. And, of course, Caleb is like, oh, my God, no. This scene is what makes Aaron Paul so great. Yeah. Like, especially, like, like how he was in Breaking Bad. Yeah. And just, he play his face is perfect for someone who is in such peril. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's and his his dude when he gets when he gets the waterworks going and he gets yeah. worked up emotionally. Yeah, amazing acting. Yeah, this was one of the best. It, it's finally good to see him doing something because yeah. after season two, he's just kind of like, oh, man, life depressing. Yeah, and he was emo. Yeah, uh, Caleb. Yeah, emo Aaron Paul. Yeah, and now he's like full on like theater actor. Yeah, Aaron. They've got him cooking this season, which is good. And maybe it's the hair, you know, he had the weird hair, and then now he has, like, the kind of... Yeah, the the Venom Spider-Man yeah. from Spider-Man 3 or whatever. Yeah, he's he's a little emo, yeah. Yeah, so we know... So, yeah, so she's, like... You see, like, she's messing with the blogs, and you're like, oh, shit, she's next, right? And so he's, like, trying to find out where she's at, and he takes off running, and then Maeve is, like, trying to, like, stop it and yeah. unlock it, and she, like, can't get through... And she's got, like, her hand over the computer, and then, like, Caleb finds the door where she's at, and it's locked, and he's trying to get in, and then <laughs> Maeve unlocks it. And then he, like, runs in and, like, grabs the gun away from Frankie. Yeah. Well, and then you also see, as as Maeve is coming down now, too, like, William show up, right? That's right, yeah. So, William walks into the control room. Yeah, and they fight, and she quote-unquote, kills that William. Yeah. And then she's going down to the next floor, and then another William shows up. Right. And, you know, do you think there's Williams patrolling? I mean, we obviously know this. Caleb and Maeve were lured into a trap, and they know it's a trap. Yeah. And Maeve was like, oh, my gosh, no. Like, she knew. Like, as soon as it he walked in there, he knew it was done. She well, knew it was done. And they, yeah, they knew, like, when they were walking to the opera house, they're like, <laughs> there's no host. There's no like she's scanning. It's like, uh, I think Caleb says, I think this is a trap. She's like, oh yeah, it's a yeah, trap. Yeah, yeah she's like, like, yeah, this is definitely. A trap. I mean, obviously, they didn't set up whole temperance world just to get Caleb, but yeah, it they're they're using it as a trap, and yeah. it's you know, and then the second William comes and uh, did did the second William get killed or did we even see what happens there because i think she sees a second william and then we cut cut over to um caleb and frankie and he's she's like <laughs> but i don't know what she says but then you're like oh shit it's robot frankie she like grabs him by like he's like yeah. trying to pull her out yeah and she like grabs his arms and he's like he can't get away and like the doors lock yeah and you're just like, oh, man, this dude's and, dead. And then, like, I was, like, just blown away. Yeah. We see freaking the open face of the old host. Yeah. Her face opens up and the flies come out. Yeah. 
dude, I lost it. Yeah. I was like, this is so bad. This is what's great about the show. Like, <laughs> yeah. it just pulls out, like, hey, we're going to go back to, um, what was it, Child um, Ford? Yeah. When he just is, like, the original host he designed of his family, and yeah. the child, like, his face just opens, and you're like, they just go back to the season one thing with that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely open face sandwiches. Yeah, like, and just flies coming out, and yeah. like it's so both of those things are callbacks to season one. I mean, the fly is obviously a big part of this whole season, yeah. but it's like it was the original season design. first episode. Dolores slops a fly, and yeah. you know, oh shit, things are about to go down because they're not supposed to hurt living things. And then Ford, child Ford, that he creates like has the open face thing. So when that opened up, I'm like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then it, Caleb is so... <laughs> he was trying to get Frankie more than he was trying to get away from the flies. He's just like, I'm going to ride around a little bit and just get infected. I don't think he could have gone anywhere because yeah, yeah. host Frankie had a death grip on him. But. She, she was locked in. The doors are locked. He's not getting away. And it like eventually he like, crawls through his ear. Yeah, we see the one crawl to his ear, right? Yeah. So, which is a different delivery system than we've normally seen. Well, I think they go. It can go in through any orifice, right? Um, we well, not even. I mean, we saw one go through freaking the DOJ guy's eye. Yeah. So eyelid. we didn't see how uh, Alita's dad got infected yeah. the first time. Yeah. We saw it go through the DOJ guy's eye. Yeah. I, I feel like we've seen it go through somebody else's eye, but and then it went through Caleb's ear. So maybe there's any way just to get to the brain, but it's the first time we've seen it go through somebody's ear. I'm yeah. thinking that that may be a part of the timeline and how some of this is still being developed, and we don't know where we're at yet. Well, what do you think? What do you think happens? Now? So like that recaps the episode. So yep. we're gonna go into uh, theory corner and spoiler corner, but we'll I'll advise of the spoiler before. I say it, but what do you think happens to Kayla going forward, right? I mean, they make, in season three, they make a big deal about anomalies, right? Yep. Like, he's an anomaly or yep. an outlier. And we know, like, Dolores is an outlier. We assume Maeve is an outlier, where I'm, I'm still not sure about that. I think she's just designed to lead... Like, she's predetermined to lead Caleb on the mission to get out of the park. And, right. You know, that's her storyline. But, like, I think you have Kate. Like, what is something make him special where, like, the now he's infected with flies. Is, does it not affect him? Like, are people, some people more susceptible to the fly goo stuff versus him, like, as an outlier? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I think we see in the like scenes for next week, Maeve is talking to him or something, and they have like a scan of his brain, and there's it's like at the center of his brain. Yeah, and so we don't know how long it takes, how much yeah. he may be affected, but <sighs> Holoris is trying to use him as a weapon of some kind. Yeah, yeah. and for some reason, he's at <laughs> he's at the center of everything in this world. Yeah, there seems to be a big like. He was the center at everything last season. Yeah. He, either by Dolores' design or accident, he becomes 
a crucial anomaly in this because Reboam has him committing suicide in whatever, six, seven years. It's ter- um, it's Terminator. Yeah, like what is Delor- there? Dolores has seen the future, just like yeah. just like Bernard has. Yeah. And as a part of the future spoiler that you're gonna discuss, yeah. Caleb gets infected and then has to kill somebody. Yeah. Is sent to kill somebody in the future. Ooh. Yeah. Where we're going, we don't need Rose. <laughs> future baby. That's right. Yeah, man, I'm super I'm I as soon as the epi- I first of all, three favorite things about this episode. One, Arnold Bernard could see the future, basically. Yeah. Of all the variations. He was calling shit out left and right. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, like she spilled the coffee and like before that he like took Stubbs his napkin. Yeah. He's like, I need I need this. Yeah. And like spilled the coffee. It was so funny. Um the sublime. Yeah. And him talking to uh Zane. Yeah. Zahn. And and just researching all the different variations and how one year yeah. is a millennia. And then for me the third greatest thing this episode, because I love how Westworld takes pop culture music yeah. and turns it like orchestral. Yeah. They did freaking inner Sandman that in was, a big band like setup. Like when I heard dun, 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 I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I freaking was like it was this it was it was a it was a Stranger Things Eddie moment. Yeah. Like at but at this I was kind of like at first I mean Eddie was playing it on you know electric guitar and this like I'm like when it started playing I'm like enter right. I'm like Wait a second. It's freaking Metallica. Yeah. yeah. That's a that's a that's a that's a bass orchestral instrument yeah. just wailing away on inter inter Sandman. It was so good. Um I think those are really good things. I think I, I'm kind of in the same vein. Yeah. I was super excited. We finally we get Bernard and Stubbs back. We get to see what happened what happened to all the other hosts and how the sublime works and um and then we get to see Temperance World and how it is just a knockoff of Westworld. This was the meat of the show. I like. We, I understand. We learned we have, some things. Yeah, we have the Chrissy stuff going on. The the funny thing is, is like it made me like Chrissy's story so far. Yeah, I think this is a Westworld kind of rope a dope. Yeah, it's kind of like. Okay, the Chrissy story, I'm not really into. I want to see what Maeve and Caleb are doing. Yeah. And I can't wait for Bernard. And it gives us that. Yeah. And we get to meet this new character, C, who we think is Caleb's daughter in the future. And so we're getting all these cool things that we want to see. Mm-hmm. And then we forget, oh, yeah, Christina Dolores wasn't in this episode. Like, do I really care about what's going on there? Yeah. It's going to come back at some point where it's going to be, it's going to blow your freaking mind. That's when they pull the rug out from under you. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow, this is like, you know, and maybe her simulation is taking place under the desert and they're going to wake her up. And I mean, this is like, I mean, you because obviously her timeline, the two timelines that the show doesn't say where it's at is the Bernard Stubbs and then the Christina HBO. So this is kind of the spoiler, and if you made it this far, congratulations. But HBO released a tweet that said, like, 23 years is a long time. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was a picture of, of Stubbs, Stubbs and, and, and Bernard. Bernard and I, I, yeah. Stubbs is like, you know, being away for that long, I 
didn't think it'd make you weirder, but it did. And yeah. the tweet, I looked it up, it was like, 23 years and the sublime will do that to you. Yeah. And then they they took it back and just played, uh, a long time in the sublime will do that to you yeah. or something like that. So 23 years. Yeah. It's really, I mean, that's that makes a lot of sense in the factor that Caleb's daughter would be 30 and she looks like maybe late 20s or 30-year-old person in this episode. So I, I'm excited to see the rest of the season. Definitely. I mean, this... It's really the first episode was kind of weak, and then the last two have been just fire cooking. Yeah, and it the better this gets, the worse like for me that all mankind is becoming. I totally agree. Yeah, Um, I'm like powering through for all mankind and waiting till Sunday to watch Westworld. Yeah, same thing. Like for all mankind is on Friday, and I'm like, all right, let me just blow through. I'm gonna I'm gonna download it tomorrow to watch on the plane because like. You'll have half an hour to kill. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like we didn't talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. But um, any other thoughts on Westworld? No. I just love I love what they do with the show. It's a great show. The the quality of we talked about the top 10 shows of this year. Yeah. And like Westworld is up there with Severance, Tokyo Vice, Station Eleven. Yeah. And for me, For All Mankind is like so far. At least this season is so far down the list. It's just crazy to think that's an Apple TV show. I had For All Mankind as number 20. And See, this was like one of my favorite shows. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's an Apple TV show that's ha- trying to hang in there with Ted Lasso. Yeah. Severance. All these well, new shows that are out there that Apple TV's, I think the writers are just like, yeah, we're going to we're gonna stick to something other than. For All Mankind, Mankind season two was amazing. It was great. Season one was 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 good. the startup. It, it, yeah, it, sure. It took a while to get going. It was probably a little too long, but. Season two was fire, and season three has some good moments. Just like at the end of the latest episode, you know, someone finally lands on Mars, and it is the NASA Russian team that them and uh, Helios, led by Ed mm-hmm. Baldwin, are trying to land about the same time, and they're going through a dust storm, and Ed pulls up because he doesn't have the right stuff. He's and got the uh, wrong stuff. Daniel Poole lands, the NASA team lands, and Helios is left going back up to their spaceship in their little limb. And so, I mean, we're going to see where it goes uh, tomorrow, but. Such a great example of like youth versus like experience. Like when Neil Armstrong landed on the moon, he was like 30. I don't know. I can't remember how old Neil Armstrong was. Yeah. And he like took manual control and was like, Screw the risks. Yeah. I'm landing no matter what. And Ed is like 60, and he's like, doesn't feel right. I'm pulling out. And Danny Stevens, Gordo's son, is like, just give me the stick. I'll take her down. Yeah. And he's just like, no, 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 no. Youth versus like experience and just Ooh, taking al- the risk. Alternative episode of this is uh, Danny takes it down, and then he starts thinking about Karen and crashes like oh, a simulator. Yes, <laughs> And it's just, it's, we don't hear any more about uh, Danny and the Baldwin and uh, Helios, like, goes bankrupt. First Eskimo brothers in space die <laughs> on Mars. Oh, God. Yeah. All rough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're still going to watch for all my kind and pick totally. at it. But, I mean, when you got Westworld going on, uh, just prestige TV, it's hard to concentrate on 
I had another show, so... I know, my bandwidth for new TV shows is getting pretty thin. Virgin River Season 4 comes back on Netflix on uh, July 20th, and thanks to Jackie, I'm into that show. I don't know what that is, but... I it's think... a romance TV oh. show. Do y'all watch uh, F-Boy Island? Uh, no, but that's on next, HBO? Too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that just can't... New season of that coming out. Yeah. Gonna have to watch that. Yeah. Oh, and just real quick, so... You know, we... Before we let you go, one thing I want to bring up, there... We don't really talk about too many documentary shows, but I had some on my on my list that'll release to you. Um, there's um, there's one out now, or there's two out now on um, on HBO. One is called The Anarchist. Yeah, which I watched the first episode. Awesome. I bet there's only one episode out so far, uh, but that's about. Anarchist people moving down to Acapulco, Mexico, and there's a lot going on with that. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but that's a fun one to watch. Uh, there's another show on HBO, another documentary, and I just finished watching all four episodes here. Um, I think the last one came out. I think on Wednesday. Hmm. Um, and that one is, it's about a murder that happens in this small town, like in Beatrice, Nebraska, hmm. which, and like, I won't give it away, but it's really an interesting tale about like police work and, and all it's called mind over murder. Hmm. And it's really good. It's like, I think it's four episodes. Um, they're about an hour a piece, and that was really good. And nice. then there's other documentaries that we've talked about a few, not in, in thing that are on Netflix, like Keep Sweet and Obey about Warren Jeffs. <sighs> yeah. And then uh, Our Father about uh, this <laughs> this fertility doctor in Using Utah. Using his own sample. Yeah. Yeah. Who has like a bajillion kids. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good to watch. And then one more I'll leave you with. And I'll let Mike bring anything else up. Is uh, it's called um, the girl in the picture, and that's really fucked up. But it's on Netflix, and I don't even want to explain it. But if you're into like <laughs> Dateline type stuff, but really disturbed people, that's a show to watch. It's really rough, but it's so good. Nice. Anything else for you? I've got a documentary. You want? It's really good. It's called The Fog of War. Yeah. It's about the life of Robert McNamara. It's a one-on-one interview with McNamara when he's like 85. Yeah. And how he was like a statistician during World War II and yeah. how to make incendiary bombs more powerful. Oh, wow. And kill more people statistically. Yeah. All the way through him working for JFK during the Bay of Pigs and all the way up through him working as uh, Secretary of Defense during the fall of Vietnam. Wow. And like how like his life, he was the first non-Ford family member to yeah. be the president of Ford Motor Company. Oh, wow. And he like quit after like 30 days and went to be the secretary of defense for JFK. That's crazy. Crazy documentary. So I've seen it five times. It's, wow, what's it unbe- on? it's an unbelievable life story of Robert McNamara. Like what's uh, what's it on? Uh, I, I think it's on Netflix, but you can rent it on okay. pretty much anything. It's like two, two ninety nine. The Fog of War. Yeah, gotcha. you'll love it. Download it. Telling you. Cool. Well, we'll wrap it up. This was a longer one than I thought, but 
Uh, I think we got a lot of good stuff here. Totally. And uh, so, like always, you can listen to us on any of the major podcast networks. That's right. Um, you can catch us on posting sparingly. I need to post more on our Instagram at Can We Kick a Pod. Yeah, yeah. You can email us at Can We Kick a Pod One at gmail.com. Totes. Word. And you can find us on our website, kickingitmedia.com. Peace.